How you doing, Keith? Very good, Andrew. How are you? I'm pretty good. Episode 10. Inside AV. Who would have thought we would have made it? It's been a little bit of a journey. Tell <laughs> you, a little journey. Um, yeah, I mean, no reason why we wouldn't have made it, really. Just keep recording and it doesn't mean anyone's listening. Oh, we've had a few little nice comments on the yeah, Twitter. Giving out a few more CDs. Yes. Um, what, one in here? Um, no, it's good. Yeah, no complaints. A um, lot of new, lot of news, and a lot of new product news. This show. yeah, there's news, a news news show. Yeah, news. This is this is all news, basically. There's plenty of it out there. Um, I've got heaps of news on new uh, products in the hi-fi arena, from Cambridge, Riga, Spender, uh, and a few others. And you have? I've got a bit of uh, trade news, I suppose. Trade news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got a. Uh, sh- two-day conference just last week with the guys from Savant and Immersive Technology. Yep. It was not a bad two days, actually. They brought everyone over. Well, not everyone. Sorry, they brought about six guys over from the US. Really? They all stood up and had a chit-chat. Wow. Typical Americans. What, they've got an accent? (laughs) Which we, of course, don't have. No, we don't have that accent. No. Um, no, we they have that accent. We don't have, have an f- accent. We have perfect speaking voices. They have a different sense of humour, I think. Yeah, they do. So, and um, usually involves slipping on banana peels. <laughs> yes. Why? So, what, what was the gag? What was what's the one that springs to mind that uh, causes you to think that? Oh, uh, one guy was absolutely uh, not not dumbfounded, but. Bemused that he was the only one that hadn't seen a kangaroo on his trip to Australia. He was bemused that he was the only one who hadn't seen. Yeah, a everyone else had seen one. Oh, the other five. Yeah, oh, and American most folk. of the uh, people at the conference. So, well, it wouldn't be hard if you were at. I keep thinking you're at High Coolum, but you're at Twin Waters. Yeah, yeah, not was, a lot of kangaroos around Twin Waters, but oh yeah, they hang around the golf course. They There's do a golf course. There. Okay, yeah, no, I did. I meant the resort, but yeah, they're on the golf course. Yeah, I was going to say at High Coolum, I'm pretty sure they're on the course. Yeah. Um, so a bit of native wildlife running around there? I was riding the pushy at night the other night on a bikeway that's sort of in the bush a bit, and I came across a mummy and a joey. It was all very cute. Oh. They were sitting there. Dazed. Well, eating grass. <laughs> yeah, though, dazed by my ultra-powerful headlight. The LED, was it? Yeah, one LED. <laughs> um, no, they, you know, they and of course they hopped away, and they just hopped straight at a fence, and they just boing, just straight over it, and I thought, oh, the little one's going to get caught for sure. And straight over? No, just straight over. They got powerful. And it was only about... Well, it wouldn't have been two foot high standing up. You know, they the, would be the, good at the Olympics, wouldn't they? Oh, geez, they're, they're an impressive animal. And I was thinking we take them super for granted, but, uh, but you know, I mean, obviously as a visitor you would be impressed in the same way as yes. I'm impressed by something as simple as a coyote walking around or as <laughs> yes. our Indian friends call them, coyote. So, um... So that was last week for me, or the end of last week. So a little bit of uh, brain okay. straining, not too much, but uh, um, look, we'll have a quick break. Yes. Um, and collect our thoughts, um, and as I say, straight into new products and into Ooh. and some uh, local trade news as well. Right into the show ten. Oh, uh, slightly. Good, Andrew. Back again. Let's get into it. That was, a good, got? That was a good break. What was it? Yeah. It was, yeah. doesn't seem so long when you just play that little ditty. Yeah. It, it, actually, it was 40 minutes. But uh, at Riga, um, I just unpacked the new RP6 turntable. I ordered an orange one. Oh, the orange one. You tweeted the orange one. Did yeah. anyone else see that? That's a good-looking machine. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm waiting for a fancy cartridge to come. Um, it doesn't but, come with a cartridge? No, neither does the RP3. The basic RP1 does come with a basic uh, OM5 Vodafone cartridge. Okay. It sells for about 550 Then you jump up to 1000 for the RP3 and then about 1800 for the orange uh, RP6, which is also available in uh, yellow, green, red, black, white. And what is it? What's the material it's made of? This? Uh, it's a high-gloss lacquer MDF plinth, but the, the tricky part is the titanium brackets that hold the bearing spindle shaft to the tone arm assembly. So it's a bit of high-tech gear. Hell yeah. Good Pommy F1 engineering. Okay. 
got the new 303 arm on it, uh, which is made out of old um, Australian Army rifles. Uh, hence the. Um, the Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> oh God, you can tell I'm not an audiophile. <laughs> well, since when have audio? Since when has audio equipment been made out of old army rifles? I don't know. You're Neither do it up. I. <laughs> God, it's like I got that other guy that works for me before with. <clears throat> I pretended that something was going to happen and he believed me. Um, I.e. Santa Claus was coming. Uh, or was it the Easter money? Now, um, so that that's a bit of a unit. I don't know whether I've mentioned this before, speaking of Riga, they've got a little phono preamp with a USB out, which is well-priced, I think 250 off the top of my head. Um, you can use it as a phono preamp for audio amplifiers of perhaps the last 10 years that do not have phono stages built into them. Yes. But further to that, you could, of course, uh, plug the USB out into your computer or yes. and uh, use Audacity or something to record files. I say use that lovely Audacity because it's free, isn't it? Audacity is free. Audacity. So you're ripping your little records. Ripping records. You could rip records. I think Audacity has a couple of filters to filter some, you know, crackles pops. and pops, but you can always hand edit the big ones out anyhow if you've got, you know, loads of time on your hands. So give us a recommended retail on one of these little uh, I don't know. I don't know the number of the price of any of these things. Um, depending on which retailer you walk into, wouldn't it? If you yeah. walk in here, it's priced correctly. You could walk into... Well, what's the advertised price? Then we can worry about I think it's 249 for the phono preamp, and the turntable's 18... The reason why I don't know is because I generally price it with a decent cartridge all in at about nineteen ninety nine. That comes also with an external power supply for the unit so you don't have to lift the platter off to change speeds. It has a switch. More importantly, there's better performance there because of the uh, external power the, supply. Uh, external power so supply what sort of better quality twenty four drive is it to the turntable? Uh, it's got uh, cogged uh, cogged uh, wheels. Yeah, made out of wood. Hmm, okay. Yeah, unusual, hey. Um, Go on, you pommy. Come on, Keith. It's got a rubber band, of course. Okay. High-quality rubber band, though. Some people call them drive belts. Uh, moving right along, what do you got? I've got heaps more, by the way, but I'll sort of throw to you because I know you've got something that you're champing at the bit to tell me about. Well, I thought I'd mention a few things that were new with the Savant product. Mm, this sounds exciting. Far away. <laughs> wow. What, what does it do? I mean, what this automation stuff is a mystery to me because I like I got arms and stuff and fingers and I can turn lights on. Yes, well, it's it's for those people who wish to have everything done for them. So these are people who are in wheelchairs and such like. <laughs> probably not. No. Oh, okay. These people are probably in AMG Mercedes Benz is more, more likely with those roof racks for their wheelchair. No. Or I'm, AMGs with able-bodied folk. Yeah, driving able, them. Able body folk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what did they do? I, I actually had to sign a confidentiality agreement, <laughs> so I probably shouldn't be saying anything at all. But um, there was some. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's break that. Yeah, let's let's a, void it. There's a few things. I've got to do hammer and saw noises. Um, they're going to. Well, they've got a big alliance with Apple because it's uh, an yeah, Apple based. Yes. Right. Automation system, uh-huh. and that's their point of difference to the rest of them out there. Is it? Yeah. So explain what what what. So what? Well, you, what it, is an automation system? Basically, it's a. Uh, now this is boring. I want to tell you about some new products. Um. Oh. So, no, we'll come back to it in a second. Okay. Um, Cambridge. Actually, Cambridge has got all sorts of new stuff. I'm going to blast through it. Uh, they got a new streamer called the Stream Magic. I think it's going to sell around twelve hundred dollars. Basically, it's an MP30, their current streamer, but combined with uh, DAC Magic Plus. So you've got digital input switching as well as the streaming, the web radio, etc. Um, and so the, the DAC Magics is, are going pretty cheap at the moment. DAC Magics the same price, but there's a new DAC. There's a new. There's a new little DAC. I thought we were up to date and current with DACs. No, you can't get up to date and current with DACs. Um, nor can you with HDMI leads. Um, now the uh, yeah, there's got a little baby DAC, DAC Magic Plus baby version, which is called a baby DAC. I have no idea what it's called. It sells for three ninety nine. 
Um, that's out, my price. Be out soon. There's a new uh, new iPod dock, ID60 out soon. No, I don't know what that's all about. Um, ID60? ID60. Is that replacing the ID100? No, ID100 stands. Uh, look, I was told a bit of trivia by um, Phil, the um, Cambridge importer, something about the factory burnt down or something like that, and they couldn't make that uh, the cheap ones anymore. Okay. I don't think the factory burnt down, but... Um, and I don't know the reason, but that that was what I think Phil alluded to from memory. The um, it doesn't really matter. The um, the the range of iPod docks has been tightened. The new streamer sounds interesting. Interesting at twelve hundred bucks, uh, and uh, one could hope that the streaming part of that is on the money because otherwise, the app etc. for the Cambridge streaming products is excellent. What would the app be called? It's called something like UUVOL or something. U, U, like a micro U. Yes. V-O-L, something like that. It doesn't matter. You do a search for Cambridge in the App Store, bang, there it is. And I think it's out on Android as well. Okay. Which is, I've I've heard of, I think it's some kind of alternative um, smartphone product, Android. Not really done anything about it. Um, And... The eight eight fifty amplifier and CD player replacing the eight forty. We still on Cambridge. Yeah, big that, integrated amplifiers. Yes, for those situations where you need lots of grunt. Okay. Have you ever been in one of those situations? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not sure. Have you they got any new home theatre stuff for me? Yeah, they got a new basic receiver called the 551. I've got one in the rack right now. I must connect it up one day and have a listen to it. The 850 CD player has streaming built into it too. They'll both be $17.99. And according to my notes here, which I've now read through, the RP6, in fact, is $17.99. That's the Riga that we mentioned before, which comes in orange if you want it. Now... I think I'm finished, except so da-da, da-da, Spender has a new model coming, A7. Okay. We'll come to that later in the show. So there's a lot of new stuff that's just coming out. I want to talk about the A7 later on. I want to talk about it now because we need to make a big deal out of it. Um, back to you and automation. Automation. So what... Or can I finish off, finish off what was new with Savant? Well, I think we're going to have a quick break because I... You're shocked. Well, we're trying to record this during business hours, unusually, correct? Yes, correct. Therefore, you know, I have the, the phone rings about every 30 seconds, there's customers pouring through the door. Yeah, it's just like a madhouse out there. It's crazy. Not. And, um, yeah, bottom line is I need to go to the toilet. Oh. <laughs> I suppose when you get to your age. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. You know, I had a cup of coffee before and... No, no. Um, I want to hear about how a Mac makes Savant work and why that would be reliable. Okay. Far away. So they chose Apple, or they chose the Mac Mini, actually, mm-hmm. to run their system on, mm-hmm. mainly because it runs on Linux. What? So that was their choice. Please explain. Well, I'm not a computer guru, but... Linux, Linux isn't, isn't a, exactly Mac OS, though, is it? So, no, but it's a long... How long has Linux been out? Since 1968 or something or other. So it's super reliable. Who t- told you that? <laughs> what a, is that what they told you at the conference? No, isn't I'm sure it's been around forever and a day. Linux yeah. has been around since... Um, I mean... To the core, masses, core, it probably didn't come around. I think to... it was started off using some kind of, you know, using Unix code or something, and then it was a modification of that or something. Um, and I think that happened probably in the early um, 90s or something, or late, very late 80s. To the general public. And he's a Scandinavian gentleman that started it. Was it Linus Torvalds or something? Or have I got my... Oh, you probably know more than I do. I can't even Google it. It's not even working. I've got a Linux install out the front. Anyway, well, that was one reason. The other reason... Rock solid, I'll tell you that. Yeah, other reason is they're utilising existing Apple 
software, not rewriting software to suit the purpose. They're utilising existing programs. See, the thing that I reckon we should explain and the thing that I never get when someone starts talking about automation or CBUS or something is no one explains what, where. It's all this nebulous talk. I want to hear facts. You're talking about, oh, Apple systems. But I don't get it. You don't get it. Okay. I mean, like, what... It's just really a control system to control... Well, what is that? What's a control system? So you can... <laughs> but it's... You know what I'm getting at? Like, yeah, pretend I... I'm the client. How do you tell a client about automation? Or they just come to you because they know more about it than you and I. In most cases. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, I mean, automation's not for everyone, but automation... The goal with automation is to make your life simpler. Whether it does that or not is another thing, but we're certainly getting closer and closer. It's a it's a good way of controlling your little environment. So you've got control over your lighting. But what and, is it? I mean, what I mean. Well, it's an interface between. Oh God, here we go. That's an interface. Okay, you come through the front door, or does it happen before then? Does it happen in the car by... Well, if you were, if you had a, a... It senses your car driving up the driveway. And what is it? Is it a Mac Mini sitting in, what, under the office desk or something on a shelf? Oh, you'd like to think it's sitting in a rack somewhere with all the other... Oh, so here we go. I can ding, 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 money. Yeah. Oh, got the money button. Hit it. Hit it. Oh, God, that's there so you low. go. <laughs> um, so the point is... Uh, you're driving up the driveway, a sensor senses, yeah, headlights. Well, you car. could do it simply, simply from the trigger of the garage door opening up. Okay. So your garage door opens up. Yep. You have um, get out of the car. The light is already on. You don't have to turn the light on. It may be lit all the way to the kitchen, for instance. So the, And so your music turns on and your air conditioning is already cranked up to your favourite temperature. Well, it won't be because it's just turned on. Well, yeah. But you have it turned on. So the automation system immediately has failed and it's no better than just turning the air on by manual. I think okay, what I'm bad getting... example. Okay, what I'm getting at is someone has to, you, program pieces of Log- software that logic. drives pieces of hardware that in turn drives the basic functionality of the house, light switches, fish tank, garage door, not garage door, yeah. garage door's triggering it, air conditioning, etc. And you could connect that up in such a way that you could log into it remotely over the internet and therefore could say, I'll be home in half an hour. Alternatively, if you always get home at the same time, you could just have your air turn on at 5.30 because you get home at 6.30 and the house is going to be... Yeah, you just use a timer, wouldn't you? (laughs) Look, I think I'm being... I'm acting stupid because I want you... I'm forcing you. I'm trying to force you to explain because I feel... A lot of people go, oh, yeah, I'm getting C-Bus in my new house. It's going to be great. Now, what does it do? Well, I don't really know, but they've got these fancy little switches that like got blue lights in. They're really cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. What, what will happen? Let's what, not talk about well, we C-Bus. we don't really know. Well, it's... It's a fancy switch. This automation concept, I think it'd be nice to hear some nuts and bolts. And the nuts and bolts is just as you described. You drive up and it does this, this and this. Yeah. Because you, someone has programmed it. There are some benefits. If you do got, certain things. Yeah, if you've got... Do you have a program option? Program option? Well, depending on whose car turns up. Because obviously, you know, if the wife fits the wife's car, then you need to program in a different set of lights that lead to her part of the house where she lives. <laughs> yes. And if the husband drives up, well, obviously, you know, you want the lights to go on in the... Uh, well, maybe that's where the new feature the with Savant might work. Up better than than that scenario i mean you could do that if you had two separate garage doors his and hers garage door that there you go that wouldn't be an issue but if you had a double bay garage and that was it that wouldn't work would it you'd only have one trigger what yeah and who has single doors these days only the poor people um like me what uh i mean the ultimate at least i've got a motorized door what do you got you got like a stick and a sheet of plywood (laughs) <laughs> on the farm <laughs> where are we getting to oh, I want you to okay now I've played 
devil's advocate about what the hell automation is potentially. Uh, what about this Mac Mini? How does it? So Mac Mini's what eight hundred bucks? You can't buy them anymore. I was told. Why not? They just released a new one. Yeah, without, that's without right. a DVD drive. Yeah, you can't buy the old model anymore. So I just said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how much are they? Uh, $1,200. Well, that's not a Mac Mini. That's a laptop, isn't it? No, you ain't get a Mac. It's, yeah. it's got a it's got a screen? It's it's slightly modified Mac Mini. It's just a box? Yes, it looks like a standard Mac Mini. Which is just a box? Yes. Which is about the size of the old uh, Apple TV. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Probably two lots of Apple TV. Two, yeah, they're stacked on top of each other. Yeah. Side of a, size of a Sonos box or something. That's it? Yeah. So you've got that. So that sits in a rack with stuff that interfacing that talks to your lighting controller or just talks direct to a lighting controller, thing like a C-Bus. Yeah, with a interface. Though You'd have to have some interface between it. Usually so, you have to put... The lighting control on your network, it, it really works. What on is Savant? Is it software sitting on the Mac Mini or is it a whole catalogue full of hardware that you can buy to interface between the Mac Mini? It's and moving more towards software only, but there is yep. hardware to go with it. Or What we, what did I call the other day? Box, box of Tricks. Your yeah, interface yeah. boxes where you can yep. connect serially or um, IP or infrared to external equipment yep um it does rely on the fact that you've got a real rock solid network in your house yes um, and a wireless network included so yep. that you can utilize ipads ipod touches iphones okay. as control devices so that's why it's moving more and more software is because there's more and more ready ready to go tablets etc at your local oh, appliance yeah. store yep it's all ios based centric yeah yep well, you'd expect that with the Mac. Yeah, and that and that's probably one thing they decided not to write their uh, control software or programming software. They use the software that's already in in Mac's catalog. Mm-hmm. And how does that work? How do you mean? They have a program called Automator. Yeah, which um, is a I don't know a good word to explain it, but it's a like a graphical um, way of programming. Hmm. So they've utilised that already. Um, they have utilised the remote access that Apple has, so yep. you can use those features to log into your house. Yes. So just little things like that. And then the so latest... What have they really done? The latest... <laughs> well, they put it all so, together. Well, yeah, but... Playing devils. Yeah, no. Can you just buy the Mac Mini and use the Mac operating system? No, it won't do anything. What's that ringing sound? That could be money. Could be the sound of money. I will have a break and I'll answer the phone. Okay. Automation. We're back, Andrew. We're back. Automation's great stuff. You know what we need to do is automate this little recording studio so that um, when we start talking, record gets pressed. Yeah. Yeah. Like audio sensing and just... So you know how we spoke for the last 15 minutes about a whole load of crap? Yep. It would have been a really good idea to have recorded that crap. Now it's lost to the ether. It's lost forever. It's just a conversation blowing on the wind. Mm Mm-hmm. So what no we... great loss would be my thought. Let's do it all again. <laughs> okay. Automation. Automation. So you drive up the driveway, you turn on your... with a... So you want me to run through a scenario? I think that's what we did for the last 15 minutes. Let's do it again. Okay. So automation would be something that would make your life easier. Um, so... The, always, they always talk about the scenario you drive home, you open the garage door mm. and things things happen from that action. So once the garage door has opened, it triggers the automation into a sequence such as light my way to the kitchen, mm-hmm. um, turn the, my music system on, start yes. playing my favourite radio station, 
that sort of thing. What if you've been listening to that radio station all day and you've had a gut full of it? How do you then... Ch- so you really got a rush to the stereo and turn it off because it's driving you insane no you so you so you've got out of your car the garage has already turned the lights on mm-hmm. the other thing well no you wouldn't get it to unlock the house that'd be a bit dangerous um you go into your house mm-hmm. after you've unlocked it yeah from a keypad probably yeah with fingerprint fingerprint uh, <laughs> detection yeah or iris iris scanner iris scanner <laughs> Um, you get to the kitchen, you put your stuff down, you reach for your touchscreen or you touch your touchscreen that's on the wall in the kitchen, which can be an iPad, could be a generic touchscreen. And from there, you could then make selections, whether it's radio selections, lighting, air conditioning. Um, So you bring together perhaps a lot of the functions of the house like that would be your hub yeah in the kitchen on a touch screen yeah so that's sort of your main control point that could be a control point and mm. i think and i think what i'm trying to understand from a technical point of view is what is that touchpad connected to it's connected to this apple box so, of tricks yeah it would be it's con- got savant stickers stuck, stuck on it, on it. Yeah. so it would connect back to the control system which would be on your network. See, this is the thing, this control system. So it's like a brain. It, oh, I don't want to hear brain. I want to hear, what is it? It's a an Apple, what do you call it? A What's the Apple computer called? It's a mini-Mac. Mini-Mac, right. So you've got a mini-Mac, which connects to what? Like, how does the touchscreen connect to the mini-Mac? Via the network, sure, your computer network. If it was an iPad, it would go by your Wi-Fi network. Oh, yeah, the iPad would, of course, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, How does the iPad get charged up? you got a special docking they, arrangement. They have all these docks. The yeah, okay. in-wall docks, on-table docks. Okay. Yeah, there's... So the, so the automation system does last longer than one charging of the iPad? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just wondered, because I just thought for the amount of money, you know, you'd hope that... Yeah, you want to keep pulling it off the wall and plugging yeah. that little white thing that Apple give you. So, okay, so so the iPad talks directly via the network to the Mini Mac, which has yes. software installed, and in turn you have programmed it. Yes. How is that output out of the Mini Mac to what to turn the lights on and off? Okay, so it would then have a um, profile written into the software. For your lighting control. Will we call that a program? Which is a program, yes. So it's been programmed by a programmer. Yes. And it's called a profile. Yes. So, and And depending, say it was Lutron, let's say, let's stick with Lutron. The Lutron would be then on on your network as well. Oh, so everything's talking to each other via IP. That's more or less. That's the idea. That's the idea, yeah. Yeah. A lot of your equipment would be connected to your network. Okay, With those equipment the, that could not Okay, so it's... See, in the old day, it might be RS-232 or something. Which you can still do with a box which might be on the network, which might be behind your TV and AV equipment, which has RS-232 on it, which would convert your IP information. But less and less, because as TVs, Blu-ray players, all sorts of things have got... Yeah, I can see that less and less. Yeah. Because everything's got a network connection on the back of it. Which is exciting because then if everything's on the network, everything's controllable, then you can start to do more automated scenarios. So so let's now I'm starting to see it. So let's clarify. You've got a Lutron light controller, as an example, free ad for Nick, um, connected via Ethernet to a Mini Mac. You've got an iPad connected wirelessly via a network Mm -hmm. to the Mini Mac. Mac Mini. Yeah. Uh, Mini Mac's the guy that works down the subway. He um, has trouble seeing over the counter. No, so, <laughs> so and then you've got, and of course within the Mini Mac, you've got the application that is the automation, which is Savant software. Yes. And you simply program that to do what you want it to do under certain circumstances, the time of day certain sensors going off and then somehow 
perhaps via Ethernet over the network, the security system is connected to this as well. And yes. Code coming from that. So you can write if this, da 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 da, that, da da da. And how easy do you feel it is to program? I'm not going to say it's easy. Um, it's getting easier. Yeah. Um, still a bit of code to type. No, not with the no. Savant product. It's more um, drag and drop, if you want to call it that, or. Yeah, it's more of getting the profiles correct and then adding. Timings the, and things? Yeah. Or. Yeah. or the way the device operates and then adding it into your system yeah, and then working out from there how you want it to work, as in when it happens, when what it turns What you'd like on. it to do. Yeah. 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 So it really comes down to the imagination of the programmer. I, I really feel strongly about this, that there's a lot of very smart, techie-type people out there who, are, who, who basically live in a one-bedroom flat and live off takeaway food. These people have no idea how you would live that here. client is likely to live because they live a... Sheltered life. They live a sheltered life and the client lives quite a big life, if Vibrant. I use that word, yes. yes. So, you know, I really feel that there's... But it's common sense to choose someone who understands how you live, but the more they understand and you get on with the program, the more likely you're going to get value out of your automation. True. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. I mean, that's something your your programmer should do for you. You should basically get your system functional and operational, throw in a few little tweaks here and there, mm. and then come back after the client has used it. Notes. Yeah. yeah, has used the system and it's gone, I really would like it to do this now, mm. which, you know, in the first installation or in the first couple of weeks of of the installation should be done, you know, as a, like a tweak or tune up mm. of the system. So yeah. you get everything working. I mean, there's always things that are going to change too. So, um, yeah, I, uh, okay. It makes more sense to me now. So like you say, very network driven, strong network. Yes. Really good quality components, proper installation, of the rack, proper cooling, none of this, things lying around under the office desk with cables everywhere and having to no. crash down. This is, the days of this shit are just over and done with. You need to really put aside a, a small utilities cupboard. Yes. Um, particularly if you, you're trying to control a lot of equipment. Mm. Uh, I mean, the, the other way to look at it too, you could just do, you could just automate a, a media room. Yep. Well, I think we'll have a break uh, and we'll um, be back shortly. Okay. Back inside AV, Andrew. Yeah, um, inside AV. Um, we haven't done the little spiel. We should do the spiel. Email address, show at... Inside AV, with a hyphen between the inside and the AV part. Dot com. Dot com. Um, Still got a few CDs. Trade secret. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Spender. Look, new A7 model, uh, for those interested in high-quality audio equipment. Um, Spender don't release new models very often. Two and a half way, six and a half inch drivers, uh, as in two base units and a tweeter. Obviously, as usual, spender in house drive units. Two base units? Well, two and a half way, uh, basically one unit, one base unit acts as a base unit below, yes. say, 300 hertz odd, and the other one is a base mid. Okay. It, um, uh, and then the tweeter. So you've sort of basically, there's, base is coming from the two base units, the mid is coming from the upper of the two base units, and then the tweeter, hence the two and a half way description. It's a bit of a... Is it a spender? What the hell? I think it's the bird on the roof. Ah! <laughs> Who was it? Oh, fucking nobody. Oh. Okay. okay. Um, you must have been a giant bird on the roof. Um... Speakers. It's Spindle. like a scale down ST. Yes. We're going to get some pictures up on the web page. It's all top secret. Top secret. So you haven't even heard them. Well, no, I haven't heard them. But I mean, the thing is, I don't understand why it's top secret in a way. And I think the release date is in a few days. But 
The um, they were on display at the Bristol Hi-Fi show that was on the other weekend. We missed that. Sorry, we missed that. Yeah, well, it was in England, and you know, it's a bit of a drive. It yep. takes over an hour to get there, so stuff that. But um, yeah, I've seen a line drawing. It's a tall speaker. Looks good. It's going to sell for about fifty nine ninety five in Australia. Um, I think I don't know. I haven't looked at the pricing too closely yet, but it is somewhat dearer than an A6, which is sort of what it probably replaces. It's all a bit vague at the moment. Okay, but exciting. It's exciting from the point of view that it's going to be a bigger sounding speaker than A6, which only has a single six and a half inch base unit or base mid unit, and uh, that will be a good thing. And it also gives some symmetry to the lineup as well, where the A5. Uh, and A9 are also uh, multi-driver designs, you know, three and four drivers respectively. The A6 always looked a bit odd with the single base unit. People did also expect more perhaps price-wise, at that price, I mean, although it didn't need it. A6 is a magnificent speaker. Um, So the point is they don't change models for no reason. So exciting changes with Spender in their speaker lineup. It's interesting, yeah. New models are always interesting. Mm. Now, um, uh, because they don't release a model for no reason, there will be an improvement in fidelity at that price point. They do extremely well. Five-star reviews left, right and centre. Many new reviews, reviews, by the way, on the Audio Fix Spender website. The Spender page of the Audio Fix site has a lot of new reviews. I put them up the other day. Cool. I'll go for a read. Oh, it's riveting stuff. Now... Uh, you've got a trade secret? Yeah, it's it's trade secret. It's just this little scenario that happened to me just the other day. Mm. I'm sure it, it would work. It, it's going to It's a helpful hint for those people who want to get product at a good price or a bargain price. Mm. Um, I don't like the sound of this. You don't like this? I don't want customers to buy bargains. I want them to pay retail and me make lots of money. <laughs> Well, this it is, never happens, but no, this is a, a trick for the the clients to get back at the big chain stores uh-uh. who are trying to flog stuff off. I thought it was quite. Why inter- are we always having a shot at the chain stores? Uh, They're nice people. Well, they are nice if you if you if you have shares <laughs> in Harvey Norman or JB. Keep going. I'll shut up and listen. So I needed to purchase a large screen TV. Okay, was a new model. Yeah. Um, hard to get hold of, so I rang one store. Cause the the beauty of the big chain stores is they've got shops everywhere. Right. So I rang one that was in driving distance. Yes. And um, said, "Sorry, don't have it. Get it by the end of the month for you." Yeah. Just asked nicely, "What would be your price on that?" Yes. Gave me a price yes. which was too good to be true. As in cheap? Cheap. Why did he give you a cheap price? Did you hint that you wanted a cheap price? No, I just asked him what his price was. So He, did, he didn't ever quote you a retail price? No, he didn't actually. Not this guy. The other guy did, but this guy didn't. He just, so he skipped straight to a, what, drop, a bargain price? Yes, straight to drop your pants price. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, I, but he didn't have it, so that didn't help. So mm. I thought, oh, why not ring the other store with the same name? Yes. And check with them. And lo and behold, they did have one. Yeah. He told me the recommended retail price. Oh, he did. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Was this I, recommended retail price many hundreds of dollars more than? Yes. Okay. We're we're looking at a in the scheme of things, I saved eight hundred dollars. Between retail and the drop your pants price? Yeah, between, yep. And how much did you have to... Two phone calls. That's what I'm saying. This is the trade secret. The trade. So the trade secret is... If you've got a chain store... Yes. ...in your area and one down the road a little bit further out of your area but within driving distance, mm. ring them both, ask them their price, and all I had to say to the one that... Quoted retail. Quoted retail mm. but said... He would match the other store, and all I said was, "Oh, I rang the other store at so and so, yes, and their price was that." And he said, "I will match it." Did he check his computer before he said, "I will match it"? No. Nope. <laughs> so it could have. 
Like, and I could have been anyone. I just used my first name. I didn't say anything else. So you rang up as an as a client, an end user. Yeah. You said the other store said you'd do it for X Y Z that they would do it for X Y Z, and he said, "Oh, we'll match that." Yep. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. It was probably a two minute conversation. Which then makes you think, why didn't I just say a price two hundred dollars cheaper? Do you think that would have worked? I don't know. I could have started bargaining from that. But for the, for, I mean, a lot of people don't like to bargain and talk the price down. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> thing. But if you want to get a good value out of these big chain stores, I just say you spoke to the other guy and he well, said... Well, it's different for you. You're trying to buy it at wholesale and put $200 on it for all your troubles of picking it up and taking it to the customer's house, well, et etc. Et true. But so what? You know, I mean... You're no different to anyone else. An end user is in the same boat. They're going to pick it up in their ute and take it home or whatever, perhaps. Yep. Um, so what you're saying is just Well, say, shop around on the phone. Don't worry about... Don't even going to the store, yeah. No, just go and... And this is this is where Jerry, just to you... I mean, I realise he's not the store in question in this yep. case, or is he? But the point is, it's where he's got a big problem and he has to think about this really, really hard which I'm sure he and his cronies are, is what is the difference if someone rings up between dealing online and dealing with bricks and mortar? There's no bloody difference. No, and I, I did the online thing as well. Because online you can ring up and speak to them. Yeah, yeah. I, I spoke to three companies online chasing the same product. So what was the difference on the phone talking to an online company versus talking to a bricks and mortar company? There was no difference. No. So there you go, Jerry. Work that one out. <laughs> Glad it's your problem and not mine. I've got a trade secret. Okay, far away. Quick, because you've got to go. I do. I've got to crack tubes. Um, I thought, wouldn't it be nice to have an app in your iPhone for polarity checking of speakers? Yes. There is a device that you can purchase. There is a device, yes. Quite expensive. Or not yes, expensive. Uh, 70 bucks or something, or 90 bucks, or yeah, 80 It's not cheap. It's 50 or... Hey, I already and got you need to iPhone. use a CD with it too. Well, check this out. Right I yeah. tweeted it today. Um, Audio Tools 6 something. I've forgotten the name of the bloody company. I mean, yeah. you'd think I would have written it down. But if you do a Google search or do an app, if you do an app store search, because let's face it, this is for an iPhone uh, product. Yes. Just go into your app store, do a search, Audio Tools Polarity Checker. Really, what seems like a very good product, a good company, really nicely written app, and it works. Now, it's not cheap. It's $20. <laughs> it's not cheap in the app world, but it's cheap in the uh, tool utilities. Oh, but there is a free way to do it, so here's the trade secret. And it comes up in the app store, but when you think through the alternative, the alternative is JL. JL have bought, as in JL Audio, the American mm. audio company that makes subs and used to make car gear and probably still does. They um, they offer the same app in the context of their little suite of audio test things. I should mention that this suite that you buy and then you have to buy the polarity checker as an, on, as an add-on within okay. the suite ends up giving you all sorts of handy tools like a sweep generator, a signal generator, whatever. So you can set up cool. a sweep and plug it into your AV system and check for all the rattles in the room and things like that. But getting back to the polarity thing, um, where I would use it, on a few bodgy installs you go out on where someone, Joe Blow's done it, and they've used no real polarity wiring scheme. You don't yes. know what's what. Especially um, in a home theatre. And you, Yeah, and you're putting the amp back in, and there's seven speakers, and you're like, oh, well, what? And you can't see the grills if you want to do a quick battery check or whatever. Yep. You really, it, it probably was never wired in phase, but you thought, hey, I'd like to do that because I'm supposed to be a professional. Mm. This is one way of quickly doing it. And and getting back to you either buy the suite plus the suite of tools plus the polarity checker, which costs you about $24, $25, which is a bargain for what it does. But if you want to get it for nothing, JL have got the free app, but the, it's listed as the as the, the disabling function, if you like, uh, for the JL version is that the phone will not generate the test signal. 
So the way you use this product is you run a three and a half mil out of your headphone socket into two RCAs, which you plug into an input on your amp yes. to feed the polarity click signal, you know, little impulse signal through the system, through the speakers you're checking. Yeah. But where that comes undone is you need a long lead to walk around with the phone to each speaker to see what polarity it is, right? Yes. Well, the best way really to do it is just to download the file and put the click file and put it on a CD. And that's what you have to do with the JL one. Anyhow, and that's listed as a problem. But in fact, it's not a problem because you would be far better off burning the file onto a CD and <laughs> popping it in the DVD, Blu-ray or CD player in the rack of equipment anyhow mm -hmm. because then you can wander around without a little 10 metre lead to each speaker. So... And you obviously put it in seven channel, five channel stereo or whatever, and so you've got equal full range signal fed to each speaker from yes. the two channels. And you're using the microphone in the using the mic in the so yeah. You, to summarise, best way to do it is if you're serious and you don't mind blowing twenty four dollars, the best way by far is to download the suite of tools at Audio Tools. Okay, really good stuff. Lots of add on things. Really impressive package of stuff. We'll put a bit more info on the. Oh, I'm going to put, AV I'll put something up. Yeah. Second thing, though, if you're a tight ass or you just want to experiment with it, although I've experimented with it and it works, is use the JL one and burn your own CD. And I suppose if you were cheeky, you could download the WAV file off some sort of audio tools <laughs> site and then use the JL free app. And I'm guessing that works fine. But I have used the audio tools thing and it does work fine. It works bloody well. And I'll tell you what works even better if you want to get rid of rattles and you want a sweep tone in the low lower registers to wake up some rattly light fittings or mm. wall hangings or whatever, uh, you, you type in your parameters for your sweep and how long you want it to take and away you go. So, oh, really? That's cool. So you could type in 45 hertz to 800 hertz, 40 seconds, and it sits there and does a sweep, a proper octave octave suite consistent that's, across the range that's a little app on your iphone how yeah, cool is that included for free with a polarity checker along with a bunch it's got an oscilloscope in it <laughs> it's got a crow it's got well it can't call it a crow can you no and just one of those things where i started off needing the polarity thing and found all these other things not a lot of different ones in the ice store do this this is one of the few seems to be exceptionally good I'm trying to think what the other little key thing was um, but Dave and I were fiddling with it earlier today on the workbench and he was most impressed with the generator see when you and I started our trade an audio generator was a thousand dollars and it had a knob on it with 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 rough letter set markings around it yeah I've got a few of them Pull up 1K and it would be probably 954 hertz or something. But yeah. And didn't they need calibrating like every 12 months oh too? God, yeah. And, it was, <laughs> and a thousand of them was a cheap one. I've got you a know. few of them on the uh, pile, workbench yeah. pile. You might as well just put them in the bin. It's, you know, it's just, you know, if this was from scratch, you go and buy an iPod Touch and put it on that for, what, 250 smackers plus the app. Bargain. So, uh, yeah, Audio Tools. And the site, I forget the exact name, but it's got six in it somewhere. Do they spell Audio Tools the right way or do they yeah. put a Z on the no, end? No, no, there's no stupid crap. It's okay, spelled correctly. Cool. It's a very professional-looking site. Once, it's not a Flash site, but it's... And neither is it written in Flash nor is it Flash to look at, but the the apps are great. Well, it sounds cool. I will definitely have a look at it. You need to. And I, I of course, feel foolish. And, of course, I, people are listening to this going, oh, for Christ's sake, aren't you? And you mean you haven't been using this? Well, no, I don't have that much of a need for it. And, I, you know, it's one of those things, though, where you've got it and you'll use it and you'll wonder how you ever did without it. Very good. A bit like a screwdriver. <laughs> um, We've got to go. That's it. That's episode 10. Yeah, who would have thought? Canned away. Yeah, we... um. We'll be back in 11 with, um, well, we believe we're interviewing an industry luminary. and we'll That will be part of it, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about. And there's more new product info, which we've not managed to get out this episode. That's good. And do you want to talk about automation again and try to explain to me who's a simpleton? Some of the <laughs> well, key I might, I might do a few notes because I, I did a, a quick check and I... I did a few boo-boos. I did a few things that weren't quite true true. What do you mean? 
I think, well, I don't know computers back to front, but it, there's Unix and there's Linux and they're related. Oh. So the Unix system was in 1968 or 69. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Linux. it turned into Linux. Yeah, well, it didn't turn into. Linux is a spin-off. Spin-off. Using a basic it. kernel of that and then... Well, see, so you know more than I do. Well, why wouldn't I? <laughs> I True. am the guru. So, did, is it, what's his name? Linus Torvald? Line, what, did you get that up? Oh, well, I'll get that up. Yeah, I think it is the well, guy. Well, we don't need to talk about Linux. No, we don't need to. It's the correct pronunciation, but no one calls it that, including me. No, Linux is good. Very, why do we, of course it's good. So, what I don't understand is, is you've got a Mac Mini mm-hmm. running on Linux, or are they saying that the Apple OS is basically Linux? Yes, that's what they're saying. Well, I think that's what they're saying. So yeah. it's a stable it system. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. Well, as I understand it, it is with you know obviously typical Mac graphics laid mm-hmm. on the top of it in the mm-hmm. same way you do with uh, other Linux. And then I'll give you a list of all the Apple-based products or Apple-based software that they already use to utilize. So what you're going to do is you're going to come back with. Some proper information. Yeah. And lay it out. Let's get... Tell us the savant story. Okay. It's an unfortunate name, I think. Yeah, I don't know why they chose that name, but... Always conjures up visions of Rain Man. Catch... <laughs> counting um, <laughs> toothpicks. Yes. And driving good on the driveway. An excellent driver on the driveway. <laughs> what a classic movie. It was. Was that before Tom Cruise became an idiot? 97X. <laughs> The future of rock and roll. I think that was the line or something like that. Yeah, that was before what? He lost the plot. Tom Cruise. Yeah. I think he was still a Scientologist at that point, wasn't he? I don't know. Yeah, he had a big nose. Still does. All right, we're off. Thank you. Talk to you later, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>